two articles that came out that they're like back to back and they, they couple so well together. Uh, the first one that came out was around Facebook and Facebook basically, I, I know this is going to be a shock to people. They got caught doing something with our data. <laughs> the only shock is that so far that's probably one out of a thousand things they should be caught. In. <laughs> All right, so Facebook has been collecting audio from voice chats. I, I don't even think I've ever done a voice chat on uh, you know, Facebook Messenger, but I guess no, a lot of people either. probably do. But So they've been collecting audio from voice chats, from some, they say some voice chats on Messenger, and paying contractors to transcribe, listen and transcribe those conversations. All right, so that's one. And then it's seemingly like, the next day or two, uh, this article around Microsoft saying, they well, they actually just updated their latest privacy policy because they are letting people know vendors, yeah, they're sharing that with vendors because they're sharing that data. That, that thing you're talking to, that conversation is now being transcribed. And Microsoft is saying, hey, you know, we've been doing it and that's going to be a part of our new privacy policy so at least they're putting it out there but the whole idea is these companies and we you know we've been buying into this stuff and you know everywhere i look there's a, a device that i can speak to it seems like um just be aware that these companies are, are just using this stuff they're not only using it they're having third parties listen and, and transcribe and i don't know that is that the way that they should be handling this at this point? Yeah, no. And look, I mean, the, there's a certain, it's funny because, you know, you go back to even pre-date for, let's start pre-date like GDPR and the California Consumer Privacy Act and so on. I'll go back even further. I remember uh, years ago, a uh, person from Communispace, which is a company I liked a great deal and were early pioneers in the community platform space and also these were moderated communities I mean they curated them I mean they uh, they coordinated and ran the communities themselves so they administered them um, they told me about something one of the people there told me about something that if true was very disturbing to me and it was continually disturbing to me which was uh, there were these community organizations or communities they created that were designed around people that were designed to support people around either specific pharmaceutical drug trials or around specific diseases related to some wonder drug or another that could help cure it potentially. And, uh, and these were like support communities where they could talk about their treatments so they could talk about their disease or so on and so forth. But the part that was disturbing was that while they were being moderated by the community space people, they were being observed by the pharmaceuticals unbeknownst to them meaning mm -hmm. pharmaceuticals had access to that data. And to me, that was just an ethical disaster, violation, nightmare, and, you know, simply dis not forget the word creepy, disgusting is what it was. And it was something that always disturbed me, and I didn't like that anybody would do that. And I, I, it's hard to believe Community Space did that just because I really thought highly of them, but according to this person, they did. And, um, and from then on, I've had this very healthy dislike of people uh, using data without knowledge, not using data. I 
don't care what they use in my data. Just let me know you're using it. I'm probably fine. You know, occasionally I might say no, but right. give me the option, right? Uh, but for the most part, you know, people know what they know about me and I put it, and as Ed Thompson said years ago, if you don't want it on the internet, don't write it. That was his way of putting it. And, you know, Ed Thompson, for those of you who don't know, is one of the best by far analysts in the customer facing world. He's a Gartner analyst for probably, I don't know, two, three hundred years now. And, uh, <laughs> right, he's just awesome. And, um, but he was right. You know, there's two, there's two streets here. One is how much you put out. Basically, once you put it out, that means you're, you're willingly putting it out for something, perhaps in exchange for something. But two, how well protected the data is. And when I say that, I, you know, I mean it from the standpoint of your the use of the data I put out there for things that I either am okay with or not okay with. GDPR, the California Consumer Privacy Act, have been kind of land, landmark in terms of starting to change that. And GDPR, you know, is starting to show some... Uh, um, real teeth, you know, by massive fines for Facebook and Google. And um, I think the Marriott got hit with a massive fine and several of the other ones for violations of data privacy. So, you know, whatever, look, people listening to my conversations, pretty much the same idea. People looking at my face and figuring stuff out, pretty much the same idea. Uh, I don't care that you're doing it. I care that you're not telling me or that you're right. using it in ways I don't want you to use it. Right. Yeah. To me, that's like the, the big thing. You got to be up front with this stuff. And right. the, okay, there's you know, the transcribing and the listening. Okay. You probably thought that, you know, Microsoft or Facebook, you know, they were doing that. But when they say the third parties are they're you know giving that to third parties to do, then you gotta worry about the third parties. And we all know what happened in the 2016 election with uh with Facebook and what is it, Cambridge Analytica? Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, you get these third parties in and they have access to the data, you you're opening up a whole Pandora's box. So to to do that and and tell us is one thing. To do that and not tell us is a completely different thing. Yeah, I, I mean that's the big problem. I'm with you. I, you know, and I appreciate that Microsoft's actually coming out and saying we're doing it. But yeah. but you know, to be honest, as much as I am a fan of that, uh, they should have said that a while ago. They shouldn't have started <laughs> to do it until they had said it already. Right. Right. They say we're going to do it. That's the way. Really, it's not. Hey, we're doing it. It's hey, we're going to. Right. right? Uh, that's the right. way this should work. Not, oh, by the way, we've been doing it for the last 18 <laughs> years, and we've just found out that, and this is not Microsoft, just to be clear, we just right. found out that a country that a person once saw from our house is involved, right? Uh, so, right. So, you know, you, that's what I'm saying. You don't, this doesn't come post, it comes pre, and, and yeah. it needs to always come pre. You want to do something, tell me you want to do it, let me have a say in it, and we're good to go, right? Don't, don't tell me, oh, we've been doing it. That again, appreciate your honesty, which I do. Right. But at the same time, that means for a while you haven't been honest about it. And I think, you know, it's what's that old saying? It's easier to ask for forgiveness than it is to ask for permission. Yeah. I don't think you can live like that now. No. Because, because it's not easier to ask for forgiveness in the age of social media. 
And when people's data is concerned, you know, I want to know ahead of time and I want to be the one to make the decision about, oh, that's cool. I'll continue to use your service. But once your data is out there, it's too late. Yeah, well, it's like that. I mean, look, just because I put my name out there doesn't mean you can sign your checks with my name, right? <laughs> so, right, just because it's there. It's already out there. Oh, okay, well, that's legitimate, right? Yeah. So, uh, you know, ultimately, I am ma- I've am made a decision as an individual consumer or a person in general uh, to say things on the web that aren't th- that are thus in the public domain, but not necessarily... Th- subject to the laws of uh what they call it fair use right Right. um doesn't mean oh well because it's less than five paragraphs we'll sign his name to 25 different uh (laughs) contracts because we can and it's not it's not more it's less than two paragraphs you know and look that's happened to me before i mean look although i have to say the one instance that happened was probably the funniest thing that ever happened to me years ago uh I was looking on SlideShare, which tells you how many years ago it was, and uh, and there was this guy from Bulgaria who had literally completely stolen one of my presentations. And somehow, I don't remember how, but Chris Carphy was in the presentation, so his stuff got stolen with it or something like that. I know Chris was involved in the sense that he was on the the uh, same uh, you know side as I was on this, and. Um, I sent the guy a note saying, and it was no attribution, nothing. He just put it up there under his name. And I sent him a note saying, hey, you know, that's my presentation, not even attributing to me. And he sends me this note back, and I swear to God, this is exactly what he said. He said, uh, well, he said, oh, I'm so sorry. He said, I will take it right down. I didn't know I couldn't do that. That's just how we do things in Bulgaria. That's an exact <laughs> quote, right? And I was, I was, I could, I literally, could not stop laughing for hours. I remember that. Because- so I just told him, man, don't take it down. Go ahead and keep it and don't attribute it to me. I don't care. I said, that answer alone was worth it. Yeah, the, right? the I mean, Bulgarian way. Yeah, that's- well, you know, it's just like, you know, I doubt that's actually how they do things in Bulgaria. <laughs> but uh, but nonetheless, what a, I have to say, that, that answer was literally comic <laughs> gold. So, you know, I'm not, certainly that's a good pay- payment for me. Nothing it, it was for worth me it. to use my use my stuff. It was worth its weight in laughs. Yes, it was. All right, hey. So uh, our buddy Dan Miller. Uh, yeah. First of all, he says hi, but he, he brings up an, a point, an interesting point. He says, "I'm also sort of thinking that there's a fundamental misunderstanding about how training language models take place. It is very human intensive to begin with. So I understand that point, but I also think well." If that's your the way you want to say we get use this to get better about delivering service and experiences, say that you know say it up front. We're using this and we're using third parties and we vetted these third parties because we want to use the data to get better at delivering services and understanding your your feelings and expressions and whatever that is. But don't do that without saying that up front. Even if you may think we don't know what training models are, or what AI is, or what deep learning. I'd rather you tell us and let me look at it for myself, try to come to grips with it, than to not say anything. And then after the fact, you know, or for Facebook, seemingly having to be forced to tell, have it come out. 
that uh, we're using your data and we're having third parties look at it and go through it and listen to it. I'd much rather you tell us up front, eat whatever right. the case. Exactly. Look, uh, totally with you. Look, ultimately, data is data, right? Whether it's anonymized or named or what, it's still data that what's came from somewhere, right? It came from someone, actually, in some way, typically. And if you're going to use it and you don't own the data, meaning you didn't provide it yourself directly, then own up to the fact you're going to use it. That's all. I mean, it doesn't matter whether it's used in training models or it's used for public attribution or where it's to personalize my experience with such and such, you know, a, a company or organization. Unless one way or the other, I'm minimally aware of it and hopefully have given permission for it. Uh, it actually doesn't matter what it's being used for at all, right? As if it's being used without my permission or knowledge, that's not a good thing. Now, does that happen every day? Sure. I mean, when you gossip, you're pretty much talking about a person and what they said without their permission or knowledge. But, you know, I don't think these guys are gossiping, unfortunately. You know, if they're gossiping, they're <laughs> probably okay with forgiving it. And I'm probably willing to say I'm a perpetrator of plenty of gossip. But, you know, uh, but at the same time, uh, this is not for the same reason. This is one that's leading to some potential monetary gain on the part of the organization using it. Otherwise, why would they bother? Right? What would be the purpose? They say, well, to personalize your experience or to benchmark the data against, uh, you know, against the industry, uh, benchmark your data against the industry's benchmark. Yeah, for what reason are you doing that? You want to sell a data service or you want me to buy something, <laughs> right? So that's the reason. So you're training, you're training the model. You're doing, you have a training model that says, okay, a lot of human-centric uh, human uh uh, or let's say uh, concentrated human act activity uh, or, or information being gathered. There's a reason why you're building out, you're training an algorithm to be better at doing something that's going to lead to a transaction of some kind eventually. And ultimately, you're not giving me a profit. In, uh, you're not giving me a share in that profit, you know, or in that transaction dollar. So ask my permission. Or minimally, minimally, let me know you, you're planning on doing it before you do. And still ask my permission. 